One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast. Ruthless but fair. Julia Hartley Brewer. Comprehensive coverage of all the news stories that matter to you. Harder, older, Hartley Brewer. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast from Talk Radio. What about lighter things? That's what's for Bravman. She's released some information, some details she claims to the Telegraph um, is part of the deal that she agreed, wasn't signed and sealed, but agreed in front of witnesses, she says, uh, with uh, uh, Rishi Sunak when she agreed to back him for the leadership last year, where he would agree to, for instance, raising uh, the, 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 uh, the wage, the salary threshold for um, people applying for visas and would limit the number of you know, dependents and the like. And, you know, you can't turn up to do some foreign language course at some former polytechnic and, and, and get a visa here. You have to be at a Russell Group University doing a useful uh, subject for the country. Um, she's claiming, look, this was the deal that was reneged on by by the, the Prime Minister. Um, and it does look like, with the new Home Secretary, jo- James Cleverly, saying that, you know, the Rwanda deal isn't the be-all or end-all, that on one hand they're kind of watering it down, on the other hand they're talking tough. Who do you believe? Yeah, and, well, you only have to look at... These are exactly the same proposals that Tory MPs have been calling for over the last year. They say, if you make all of these proposals, you will meet the manifesto commitment, which, by the way, is net migration of 229,000 or lower. Last week, we saw it is, in fact, 672,000. They're out by three times. It's just absurd. And what you have to question is... If Rishi Sunak was, as Suella Braverman says, told, just told, right, just on the basis that he was told, this is what we need to do to hit this target, and he has decided not to do that, well, in my mind, whether he agreed to do it or not, he is directly culpable for a breach of trust of the likes of which we haven't seen in this country for a very long time. It is extraordinary because the entire sort of establishment class, you know, they seem to say, the thing is, yes, we have to say, you know, you don't want want migrants, whether they're coming over illegally or whether they're coming over legally. We saw those figures over 700,000 in the year 2022 because it having been upgraded again. No doubt the figures we were discussing on the show on Thursday will be upgraded again as well. Um, And and yet they they, they just constantly just talk the talk but, but you know, legal migration is within the power of the government. It's not like stopping a dinghy in the middle of the channel. You just don't give out as many visas. And all these visas given out to you know, d- dependents and to people who are just not going to be net contributors to this country. The public have said, we don't want this. When are they going to listen to us? Yeah, and by the way, it doesn't even require legislation. Just no. a stroke of a pen. They could do it tomorrow if they want to. They Why don't, don't they want to? You work, with, look, you work with a lot of Conservative MPs calling for this. Why don't they want to? Because the Treasury, officials in the Treasury, 
believe that if they keep importing millions of people, the majority of whom are working age and are yeah. doing a job of some sort, that GDP will grow. It is said that there is growth in this country and they will be re-elected. Here's the problem. Growth, yes, this country has grown the economy, but growth by capita, GDP yeah. per capita, how much you and I have as individual people on average has gone down. Yeah. And down it will continue and you, to yeah, go. And, and we've had mass immigration for, for a couple of decades and we haven't seen it. I'll ask you about another story in the news uh, relating to the government and that is migrant policy. Yeah. Uh, we saw these extraordinary yeah. figures out at the, on, on Thursday where we saw the number, the estimate from the Office of National Statistics on the number of people uh, coming to the country uh, for 2023, but also the figures, uh, revised figures for oh, well over 700,000 people net coming to the country in 2022. I mean, way above pledges from 2019 of in the sort of 200,000 mark. Um, these, of course, be legal arrivals, not the boat people. These are people who've given visas by the government that claims to be clamping down on, on migration. We've seen a revelation today from Swella Braverman's people of the, and Swella Braverman, I'm sure she's been involved, of a document she claims was a deal she did with Rishi Sunak about the number, getting the numbers down and how they would do that, raising the salary threshold to over £40,000 a year, not below, well below as it is now, the, even the average salary in this country. Uh, and limiting you know, the number of dependents and, and what sort of courses they can do at university and which universities in terms of visas. I mean, do you think that this government has any intention of getting on top of this issue? Um, what can I say? I really hope so. Uh, I'd say two things about this, Julia. I agree, the 700,000 is completely unacceptable. One of the points of Brexit was that we needed to be training up our own people. And I do not know why we are relying on cheap uh, foreign uh, migration. And, you know, I don't doubt that people work hard when they come here. But as we've seen, and is increasingly being uh, made the case now, large-scale migration for, for poorer paid jobs has a net cost to this country. And if you look at the GDP per capita, it's gone down in the last 10, 15 years from $50,000 equivalent to $45,000 equivalent. So the idea that more migration makes us all richer is for the birds, it doesn't. I had a piece in The Sun on Sunday yesterday, and I thank The Sun for running it. Um, I'm going to try to bring a bill, I will be bringing a bill next year, the sort of private members bill, um, the purpose of which is to have an annual, uh, I'm calling it the annual vote on immigration and, and asylum numbers bill. Um, I'm gonna, I want Parliament mm. to vote through a cap on legal migration. So MPs and will be individually asylum. accountable for how they have voted on that issue. I mean, the, the, the only way. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that, Bob Seeley. We'll certainly will talk about that in the future again. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Commentator Sam Armstrong is still with me. Let's talk about the migrant issue. We've spoken about the other subjects earlier. I mean, an annual vote in Parliament um, allowing for, yes, we need more people to work in various sectors, or we, uh, whether it's care workers or whatever, but MPs having to stand there, cast their vote, and we know who voted for it to be higher, who voted for it to be lower. That would, that would have focused minds a bit more, wouldn't it? Bob's bill isn't going to go anywhere, and I'll tell you why for free. Politicians do not like to be held to account for these kind of things. They would rather that a deal could be done in secret, in private, behind closed doors, smoke-filled rooms, where they, and at times, and I'm a, I, re, I regret saying this, but their corporate sponsors, their, their mates at dinner parties, can, can weigh in and say, yes, but actually, we need all of these workers that come in and, you know, clean our houses. Uh, we'd have to pay proper wages yes. if, if, if we weren't able to import workers. And I regret the fact that Bob's bill won't go anywhere, but it won't. Yep. 
Yeah, I think you're right. If they wanted accountability, then uh, we'd, they'd have it by now, wouldn't we? We would have it by now. Uh, Sam, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, well, you know, some of you have been getting in touch, asking you about Royals and that Royal book as well. But I said get in touch on the phones on any topic, and you have been on 0344 499 Keep those calls coming in. Daniel is in Epsom. He's done just that. Good morning to you, Daniel. Hey, Jules. How are you doing? Very well, indeed. Uh, Daniel, you want to talk about migrants, don't you, those numbers? What do you, what do you want to say? It's not just about migrants, but what, what concerns me is the next general election. And I'm really worried because we've currently got a con-socialist, centrist, weak, conservative government who's not actually very right wing at all and not even centre right. And a lot of people are going to move to um, reform to, to, as a protest vote and, and to try and get what we want. But I think that if you're in the country at the moment and you think things can't get any worse, mm. if you vote for Labour things are definitely going to get worse. So, for example, mass immigration will be a lot worse. I think the green agenda restrictions, oh, ULEZ, yeah. controls, they'll, they're going to get worse in every town and city up and down the country. I just think, broad brush, if you look at the quality of their MPs as well, a lot of them are far left and ridiculously bad. I mean, all MP quality is, is quite low, but on the, in the Labour Party... You waited, till, you waited till my last MP guest had left to say that. I, I, look, I couldn't agree with you more on a lot of this, but that's been the warnings of the Tories, who Sunak has been saying over the weekend in interviews, well, if you're going to vote for Reform UK, you know, you're just going to end up with the Labour government. But then this was what you, UKIP did, this is what the Brexit Party did, and their previous incarnations with, you know, with Richard Tice, now leader of Reform UK, and also Nigel Farage, who's still, you know, honorary you know, president, I think, of Reform UK, that, you know, this is what they did. They, they pushed the Tories to make the promises that they wanted, that the people wanted. But, but then a lot of people say they didn't deliver. Yeah, but the thing is, Julia, we, we actually don't want to vote for reform. The, the, the silent majority in this country that are centre-right and want our government to behave the way we've asked them to. 20, 25, 30 years of asking them to get a grip of immigration and they refuse to do it or they won't do it. I don't know why. This is why you get conspiracy theories because yeah. people sitting at home are talking to each other going, why aren't they doing it? The yeah. town and city that we grew up in is a toilet now. Yeah. And everyone's moving out. Why don't they get a grip? And we, and we, and we told them, these... and they said, yes, we've heard. We tell them, and they said, yes, we've heard, and nothing ever happens. Uh, we will try at some point to get to the bottom of that. Um, really appreciate your call, Daniel. Thank you very much. Nigel Farage and Reform UK could, we're told, be the biggest threat to the Tories at the next general election over their failures to control immigration. This comes as the Home Secretary, James Cleverley, said that the flagship Rwanda plan is not, in his words, the be-all and end-all of government efforts to tackle the record number of people coming into the country illegally. He's making a statement to MPs later today. Well, joining me right now to discuss all this is Reform UK spokesman Frederick Chedham. Uh, good morning to you, Frederick. Good morning, Julia. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, now, um, I'm I'm very um, old, old colleague and uh, good friend of uh, Richard Tice, uh, your party leader, but of course, Nigel Farage as well, currently in the jungle in Australia, <laughs> bearing <laughs> his bottom. No one needed to see that. Um, and uh, <laughs> just in my head Rather now, can't, can't leave it, can't get rid of it. Um, but, uh, and he, I'm no doubt missing a lot of this, uh, this debate going on. He, of course, still sort of has an honorary role uh, in Reform UK. Lots of talk over the weekend that Reform UK is trying to basically win over some existing MPs. Uh, we had uh, one in particular uh, claiming that uh, he uh, was uh, among those. Uh, the, the, this, is the, this, of course, is, uh, is our, good, our good chum, uh, Lee Anderson, who's a Labour, uh, sorry, Tory, what was I saying, Tory uh, deputy chair, saying that he was offered hundreds of thousands of pounds uh, to uh, move over 
to Reform UK. This has been denied. So what is going on? <laughs> well, I don't know about the £400,000. So he's obviously worth a lot more than I am because no one's offered me <laughs> anything like that. At all. But um, I mean, no, I mean, it's just a sign of the fact that the Tories are scared, aren't they? They are. They're, they're seeing that their combination of broken... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And promises and failure to deliver uh, and the fact that it's just not getting any more and of course the boats which we can come to in immigration it's just not working and so they're scared and of course of course there are Tory MPs in the party who probably would prefer to move across to a boat that's going in a forward direction rather than one that's sinking um, and I think what we are seeing is a, is a natural type of conversation around that but I think we take it actually as a bit of a compliment it shows that they really are concerned that the rising momentum of reform in the polls is giving them cause for thought and there is uh, no doubt reform, reform UK is rising in the polls very slowly but we are but the key thing is as was happened as happened with the Brexit party as happened with UKIP as well in the, in the past is that actually any 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 iterations of that part don't need to do very well don't even need to win a single MP's constituency seat as long as they haven't they're getting enough support that they are splitting the what would have been otherwise a Tory vote and effectively allowing a Labour candidate in. Now Rishi Snacks done an interview this weekend saying, look, you know, mm. if you vote if you vote for Reform UK, you're basically letting the Labour Party in. But I know an awful lot of people who say, well, so be it then. Either offer us what we think we'll be getting with reform, tighter immigration like, or um, or we will. Be, say, well, well, then fine. Well, we'll push you out of power anyway if you don't listen to us. Do you think that the Conservative Party will start paying more attention to this issue if you continue rising in the polls? Or do you think they'll pay lip service to it and count that on the day it's not a PR system? They'll say it's a wasted vote. If you really don't want Keir Starmer in power, you'll vote for us. Uh, well... You've said it very well, and I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, that's exactly what will happen. As they get closer, they will imitate our policies further. There are four steps that the Tories do. First is that they sneer at you and mock you. Then they imitate your policies. 
Finally, then they accuse you with smears and, uh, and accusations of some form or another. And then finally, they go for Nigel. And that's what will happen on this occasion. This is what they will do. And they will continue to do it because we are offering the policies which they promised and they have failed to deliver. And that has got people to the point now where they are not going to reward failure with further success. It simply won't happen. I wonder, though, if a lot of people would say, well, even if you guys go... I mean, look, we've seen some extraordinary sort of election surprises and shocks in many countries in recent years. Um, you know, Trump onwards, you know, Brexit referendum onwards. Um, a, a lot of people would say, well, you know, what, OK, what if suddenly, you know, Reform UK were in charge? I mean, although we don't have the PR system, would make that more likely than it would in Europe. But, but would you actually renege on those deals as well? Because actually, you're all the same. Politicians say what you want to hear. None of you deliver. You're saying exactly the sort of stuff that Boris Johnson was saying, that, you know, Rishi Nag, everyone's been saying this stuff, and then you don't deliver. Well, I don't think so. I mean, who, who knows exactly what the future holds? Uh, the first thing to say is that, you know, reform is fundamentally a startup. We're not defined by this electoral cycle that's going on and this set of arguments that are preceding the, the forthcoming election. We're looking at something slightly more long term than that. And quite rightly so. Every political party starts as a startup. And that's where we are now. We will grow and we will gain those votes. But what I do know is from my conversation with all of my colleagues, there is a huge amount of conviction rather more than political cynicism in the way that we go about our policies. And we really are there to deliver those policies that the people have asked for, that they expected the Conservatives to do, particularly with the 2019, and they haven't. We only exist because the Conservatives have failed. Yes, and so that, that, no, that, that is a fair do. point. But it is interesting, actually, that it, it, we are told that in the in the negotiations, the attempts to woo over the likes of Lee, Lee Anderson, um, what what basically that you know that money that was supposedly off, offered, which was which was there's, there's some there's some talk about what what really happened was basically it was saying it was offering look if you do come over and then you're deselected. Uh, in your seat, will basically pay your MP's salary for five years so you're not out of pocket to make it easier. Because that's the reality, isn't it? Often if, a, if someone does defect, they get punished by the electorate um, at the next election and they lose out. And a lot of politicians on a lot of issues, you know, they, they, they've got mortgages, they've got electricity bills to pay, they've got, you know, uh, fat mouths to feed. And actually a lot of MPs just basically put their careers ahead of their promises to the public. But what's to say that your party isn't any different? Well, because we don't have to. We've got plenty of conviction leaders in here. I mean, what you are talking about there is, 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 is the politics of self-interest. Uh, and yes, and we have a House of Commons that is stuffed with politicians which are full of self-interest, be they financial, ideological or whatever. Well, we're not coming from that position at all. Certainly, I don't know anyone that, that is. We are looking at a system that is broken and we want to put it right. We didn't go into this because... Many of us could probably find our way into the Conservative Party in more prominent roles if we wanted to and join that little gravy train which they're all trying to protect. But we're not going to do that. Well, hold we on a minute. I mean, Nigel Farage has talked about in a few years' time after he was hailed as you know, the, sort of the, almost like the king from the over the, over the seas uh, through party conference a couple of months ago. He, he's talked about how he could be leader of the Conservative Party. Do you think that's even likely? Well, it's an interesting point. I mean, personally, I'm not so sure. Having uh, knowing knowing the man slightly as I do, I, I I don't think that's right. I think it's more conviction of him. But certainly, from the Conservatives' point of view, if they had to choose this morning between Nigel Farage or Tobias Elwood as a, as an electoral asset, we know which one they would choose, and that is because they fear him. 
And he certainly comes from the conviction side of politics. And I'm certainly not going to uh, dispute anyone's motives from that point of view. All I see is a group of people of which Nigel is probably the most prominent who want to put the political system in this country right, who want to fulfill what people have asked us to do, mm. who are, want us to fulfill what they asked the Conservatives to do, but couldn't yeah. do it with an 80-seat majority. What, so it's time for something else. Not what do you make of these claims about, you know, that the, she's not reneging on this deal with Suella Bradman, and more importantly, reneging, as she made it quite clear in her resignation, letter, you know, reneging on his deal with the British people in terms of dealing with migration. She claims there was a salary threshold agreed, there were numbers agreed, a, um, a four-point migration plan, she claims the Prime Minister agreed to. Um, we have seen that migration hit a record. I mean, it's just, these numbers are just off the scale. 745,000 in the year to the end of December 2022, three times what we had pre-Brexit, um, blowing apart that manifesto commitment of Boris Johnson's in 2019 to reduce overall numbers below 239,000. We were talking about the latest figures for... Um, for the, the June till June 2023 on the show on Thursday, and again that was over 700,000. Originally, those figures we thought were going to be 606,000. They were even higher. I mean, I find it extraordinary that we don't know how many people are in the country from abroad at any on any given day. There should be a computer that tells you exactly how many are here, who haven't gone home, who's still here. I find it extraordinary, given all the documentation we have to have, that that isn't the case. But I mean, those numbers, no one sane thinks those numbers are sustainable. Of course they're not. And what we're looking at is three decades, decades of political failure. You know, it started off with Blair, with his Open Society, with his Human Rights Act, with his Equal Opportunities Act, with his social contracts, and then going around creating a load of proxy wars, which have created international instability. We're reaping the, uh, the, the, the poor reward of three decades of political failure. And the government have legislated themselves into a corner. We now have a Human Rights Act. We are beholden to the ECHR. They are unable to control this problem. The courts control it. The liberal elite in our institutions control it. The government can't do it. So we have gimmicks like Rwanda, where we swap 200 people from somewhere for 200 people from Rwanda. It is going nowhere. And they know they're in a gimmick, and all they can do now is try and gaslight us with the consequences that we've got. But there is a way out. We could say we're going to leave the ECHR, which is possible. We won the bigger argument on Brexit. We could win the argument eventually on that one because common sense will prevail. But we could start off by simply disapplying some of the outrageous decisions which okay. the ECHR are putting forward. Frederick Section 39 decision was a, was a legal disgrace, an ex parte legal disgrace. Stay, uh, we can disapply stay there. those rules. Stay there. I want, to, I want you to come back on my, what my guest Sam Armstrong is a, is a Conservative commentator is saying. Now, you, Sam Armstrong, back in the studio with us, you work with a lot of a bunch of, sort of Conservative MPs, new Conservatives, would be seen to be on the right. Again, I'm not entirely sure this right left thing has any meaning anymore, but they want a lot, I mean, an awful lot of the things. You, your MPs will support an awful lot of what uh, Frederick has just been saying. What would you say to uh, uh, voters who were saying, do you know what? I've given up on the Tories. I'm going to vote for, for this man's party. I'm going to vote for Reform UK. At least they, they're saying what I want and, and they, haven't, they haven't proven to, to be liars yet. What would you say to them? I don't lecture voters. I think voters judge politicians fairly. In the round, the British public have never, to my knowledge, really gone it that badly wrong. I think if you look back, they normally voted for the, about the right party at about the right given time. Given the choices available to them Given the, the choices available. What I would say to Rishi Sunak is, and to anyone involved in leading the Conservative Party is, there are oven-ready, that phrase again, <laughs> policies ready that would win you masses of support. There is nothing about the 2019 coalition, the biggest coalition of voters ever assembled for the Conservative Party, that realigned Conservative politics around, right, uh, around working class people often. 
that has gone away. And they are there. They're ready to be seized okay. at. And you will see off the likes of Frederick with ease if you Frederick, just adopt it. Come back to you, Frederick. Do you think there'll be a deal at the next election if reform continues to grow, you know, 10 points in the polls regularly or, or more, that actually there'll be a deal where, as we saw 2019 election, you know, Brexit party stood down... Um, uh, the, a number of candidates from seats of Conservatives, but particularly also from the Conservatives who were pushing for Brexit. In this case, maybe on issues like migrants, that you actually you won't stand against the Tory MPs who vote the right way and talk the right way as you see it. No, that's not going to happen. Uh, I, uh, my colleague Anne Widdicombe was, 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 I think, on one of your shows not so very long ago, or, or someone's shows, and she said it quite rightly. This has gone beyond firing warning shots at the Conservatives right. now. This is about putting a hole on their waterline. Okay. And they need to go back into opposition. They need to go and take a good long look at themselves and they need to think about what they stand for. My first voting experience was for Margaret Thatcher, a woman who understood what politics was about, who understood what had to be done and put forward an agenda to do it. We're not looking at a bunch of people that are capable of doing that with whatever deal is put their way. The Julia Hartley Brewer podcast. Ruthless but fair. Julia Hartley Brewer. Comprehensive coverage of all the new stories. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.